Devils knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 294. Jason Lindgren is with me, and we're very happy to have Amanda Vollmer. We've heard about her through a number of our guests, and this will be the first episode where Rose has actually written our notes, and she did quite a job. As we met Amanda, we realized that Rose knew the content better than any of us, and so I said, hey, write the notes for this one. So there's that. Um, That's a big help when that happens. I don't know about you, Jason, but I can barely keep my head above water anymore. Well, we're busy. Let's just put it that way. Well, we're running three shows this week. Um, we're we going to have to do a yeah point five on Saturday. Um, but anyhow, uh, we're we're way ahead. I'm I'm guessing you don't have anything to add. I will be talking about something that I'm going to be doing, but uh, I got to get the rest of the details first. All right. Uh, welcome, Amanda. Hi, hi, Crow. Hi, Jason. Hi, Rose. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to meet you. A number of people have brought you up. As a matter of fact, I saw your name bandied about in comments a number of times. People often suggest people that we should consider having on, and I don't remember how long ago it was I saw your name, but it was quite a while, actually. But looks like you've been having a tough time where you are up in the Great White North, like Clive DeCarl, constantly under the gun for simply trying to do healthy things. From what I understand, was it your government that snatched your your domain for your website. Is that correct? Yeah. Faction of the government uh, called Health Canada, which is really a misnomer for what they do. But uh, they just decided on a Friday to take the the domain and we're having to try to get it back. And they are very slow to respond. And so probably a few weeks before we even figure out why. Now, how does that work exactly? How do they justify just saying, oh, we're taking this from you? That's theft. Oh, it's absolutely theft. It's uh, quite incredible, the abuse of power we're seeing in all levels of government at this time. I think they justify it by, I mean, they've been after me for quite a number of years. I've already been been dealing with them a number of times. They want all these licenses from me. They want me to um, not make things the way I make them. They, they say I'm, I can't save things, so I'm not allowed to tell people what the, the things that I make for. My languaging has to be all altered because they, they say you can't make claims because only pharmaceutical companies can make claims on products or you have to go through them in order for them to prove that it, it does what it does when all I need are people to tell me that it does what it does. I should be good Amanda, enough. Amanda, let me jump in, Jason. I know you know what I know. Um, we're going to do a thing, Amanda, bear with us. I've heard that sound before. I know what's going on. Let's kill this and re- redo it, Jason. All right, everyone, we had a signal problem. We had to kill everything and reestablish. Did you have any more uh, thought on the end of the thought you were expressing, Amanda? Well... I was just saying that the abuses of power, they've been attacking natural medicine ever since the dawn of of this chemical medicine, right? I mean, that goes way back in the history, which I know we're going to touch on. And it really, it comes down to if you are effective, if you are a really effective healer, and if you buck the system, and if you don't want their licenses and you don't um, want to contract with them, they will try to bully you into contracting with them. And that's what's going on now because fine, they want me to change language. I've changed names of products already. I have a, a pain cream as I called it. And now I'm calling it a peace cream. They wanted me to change the name. Fine. Oh, uh, they want me to change the names of my teas because they don't like 
it when I talk about an organ system and the tea. Well, fine, I'll do that. Now they don't want me to make the tea in my facility because I live in the same space as I work and you have to have five different sinks in order to actually make a product, even though you could make something and go to a farmer's market and sell it. But no, they want it to be, you're either a huge corporation that is under their jurisdiction or you're nothing because you're not allowed to be a simple homemaker who makes things and sells them to other people and has integrity, which there are many other laws out there to make sure you're not basically preying on others or a a party to fraud, right? Or making something that hurts other people. So this is just trying to destroy, of course, the competition because they're an arm of the pharmaceutical industry. Welcome to the machine. Yeah, Yeah. sounds like you might benefit. Um, I'm going to give folks the the web address that was stolen and the, the one that's actually in use that you have control of right now. But you might do well to use affidavit and what's just gone on. If you want, I'll put you in touch with Alphonse Fagiolo. Um, But for everyone listening, this is the web address that was stolen. This is not the active web address. The government took this one. Y-U-M-Yum-Naturals.com. The one that is currently in use and that I will probably be sponsoring from my website is Y-U-M-Yum-Naturals.store. So it's Y-U-M, the word naturals, which is plural, dot S-T-O-R-E, dot store. I don't know how many people are familiar with that top-level domain, um, but I would be willing to bet that if you fired off some affidavits and if you needed help from Alphonse, you could put them in their place pretty quickly because that's basically outright theft. Yeah. Um, You know, show me the law, show me the statute. Um, But anyhow, you are in fact a doctor but you don't like to be called doctor. What kind of a doctor are you? Well, it's about title. They they really, um, again, it's a license connected to a title. So when you go and you, you attend medical school, as I did, so my degree is called doctor. Uh, it's it's Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine is the the diploma, and uh, it's a four-year medical degree, and you have to have a four-year science degree before you can apply. So I have those two degrees uh, and many other uh, diplomas and training, of course, because I was always wanting to, to learn everything. But um, if you don't follow in um, certain areas that have these licensing bodies, which are basically an arm of control, so you need the license, you need to pay them for the license, um, and you need to keep up on it every year. Uh, chiropractors have this, naturopaths, um, you know, dentists, medical doctors, they all have licensing bodies and licensing boards. And they keep all the doctors in line. So say uh, a doctor or a nurse, as we've we've heard a lot coming out now saying this is what's going on is, is wrong and here's the real science. Um, they immediately either get fired or they get pulled before their boards and told they have to either redact what they've said or they are uh, their license is removed and it's a way of silencing actually and if you take the same letters of silence it spells license <laughs> uh. so um, it's really just a gag order and i i did not wish to participate uh in that ritual um i was always a believer of freedom 
and integrity and that my the only authority over me is God and I I only behold myself to that level of integrity which means to treat everybody respectfully and properly and do the, do my best and I think these licensing groups basically maybe had good intentions because there were people who weren't behaving properly and do need to get their wrists slapped um, for malpractice. However, they got everything got distorted and abused to now use to um, destroy truth and integrity and uh, honesty and really good medicine. So it's it's just gotten really used by People like when Health Canada came in, I saw in school, they they were sitting on the board. I, I, I sounded an alarm bell. I'm like, why is Health Canada sitting on our, our board, our licensing body? What are they doing? And I found out that they were um, trying to make a deal with the naturopaths to give them prescribing rights, just like a doctor would have prescribing rights. So you could prescribe a drug to a patient. And, <laughs> and quit being a naturopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and Join I the was dark side. Yes, and and because of the way it was done, you get a lot of wannabe MDs in ND school. Like they either failed MD school or they didn't have enough money to go or something like that. Not to say that it's as it's easy to get into naturopathic college, but what happens is you've got buddies right in the medical establishment, and they'll have an in with someone who wants to also be buddies with an MD. So it's like this big club, and you rub shoulders, and you know, oh, my kid couldn't get in MD. School. School, could you do us a solid and just get him in, get him into NZ college so he feels better? And then these are the ones who just wished they they were, you know, smart enough or whatever it was to get into medical school. And they really want those prescribing rights. And there's a lot of degraded naturopaths out there. And that was all by design. I saw that over 10 years ago. I, I was really vocal about it and I got blacklisted way, way early in my career. So um it I realized how disgusting the industry was. And to be honest, I, I, I didn't want anything to do with people who would damage somebody um, and hurt somebody because they were speaking truth. And, and it's been my whole path. My whole path has been like this. So I'm kind of used to it, I guess. Not that it's fun. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, there's, there's whatever number of us out there that are standing against this um, and trying to be careful how we do it and trying to be meaningful in the way we do it. Um, we either stand for the duration or we don't. And if we don't, we may not as well have wasted our time on any of it. Um, so I'm going, I'm going the duration, but you know, we just did a show, Amanda, on cell salts from the alchemical point of view. Mm -hmm. And while I was perusing yumnaturals.store, which is your real website that the government has not taken from you, I noticed that you have cell salts, um, mm -hmm. but they don't appear to be Highlands. Is it a different brand? Yeah, they're under cell salts. There's a few companies that make uh, homeopathic remedies and salts. So I just have a different one here. Um, there, there's, there's a few. I've had Highlands before as well, but I tend to go with the Unda because they're local here in Ontario. I mean, the importing of Unda is here in Ontario. So I can get these products next day usually. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit you up for, I'm going to try your cell salts. I'm going to hit you up for some of the asthma stuff for someone else in my family. And I'm going to give a go your natural shampoos. It's getting so difficult uh, unless you buy online to get a shampoo that isn't filled with Lord knows what. Um, but you've got so much good stuff there. 
um, just for everyone listening, it's likely that you'll see uh, Amanda's, you know, I sponsor very few places, but Amanda's providing many of the things we talk about. So I'll probably put a, a, a link or a, an image up under all the other three or four. I think I got four up there now. I'm not sure. Uh, Yumnaturals.store. I will be supporting that effort. And here's the thing, man. We have all come to kind of understand that you are what you eat. It's that basic. The old Chinese, you know, cliche, the doctor, if the doctor hasn't prescribed you diet, then you haven't seen a doctor. We understand more and more the truth of these things. And so how do you get there? Well, from natural things, from things made in nature, these kinds of ideas. And this is what's coming under attack. And, you know, there's, there's a whole thread that I've seen opened up twice. People are claiming Bill Gates is now the biggest owner of production factory farmland in the country, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the point is, is if this continues on, um, you know what they're going to do. They're going to go for complete control of the food supply, the water. Um, who knows? Are you going to be paying for a bag of air at some point if they have their way? I'm not suggesting that I think it'll go that far, but it matters who we support here, which is why I will be adding Amanda to the places I support. But Jason, did you want to jump in here? Well, what exactly are you going to do to try and get your website back? Because I'm I'm trying to see what the justification is here. Are they doing it under the COVID regulations? They're saying, oh, you're doing things that are going against the pandemic, so you can't have this website. Mm, I think that they are – what's happened is when I was talking with them, uh, they saw things on my website they don't like. They want me to remove them and not sell them to Canadians. And so I did that. I've been working to do so. I – let them know that we're going to take it's going to take us some time to make changes and that we will get back to you and we found actually I don't like lawyers but we did find a lawyer that is familiar with all the procedures and um legal you know precedents and things because I was concerned that I didn't know enough to not keep falling into their traps because I felt a setup coming so how they do it's kind of like a three strikes you're out sort of idea. So I've already gone through a, a first phase with them where I made all the changes they asked me to make. Now there's other products they suddenly don't like. So they're coming at me again and I'm making those changes. And I have a feeling what they did this round with the stealing of the website is they said, oh, she still has, you know, colloidal silver on there, or she has her progesterone cream on there or things that we don't like. So we're just going to, instead of, you know, letting her know that, we want this now changed. Um, we're just going to try to shut her down. Now, if I were closer by, if I were in the city and not up north, I probably would have. Um, they probably would have raided me and actually taken all kinds of stuff from from my my place. Um, they're they're that nuts. So I think um, what I'm trying to do right now is just figure out if there's a calm strategy to use with this uh, lawyer and we'll go from there. But I'm already working on an affidavit and I have a fee schedule as well that I use for these sorts of situations if they're going to try to press charges or do anything crazy. But I think it's a combination that I'm speaking out, uh, that I'm an unlicensed, um, you know, that I'm trained. I don't call myself a naturopath. I don't call myself a doctor. Other people will that's not in within my control and I'm, I'm graduated. So I have all the training and I've been helping people ever since 2008 uh, with their health. I'm, I'm well, I'm well experienced and they don't like that. They want you captured. They don't like where I sit because I'm actually a very uh, well-seasoned practitioner, uh, holistic practitioner. 
And um, I'm also someone who's making very powerful remedies that no one else is making because I'm blending DMSO or dimethyl sulfoxide into a good percentage of the creams and salves and, and eye drops and things that I make. And it's strange because they're calling it a restricted product um, and that you're not allowed to mix it with things, yet they're actually handing out what they call NPN numbers uh, to companies that do blend DMSO with um, with other herbs and, and oils and things. So they, they're kind of contradicting themselves. They're saying you're not allowed to do it, but then on the other hand, they'll say you're allowed to do it if we say you're allowed to do it. But I'm not of that mindset. I don't appreciate some kind of false authority telling me what I can and cannot do, especially once I've written a book on the subject to the point where I understand full well the safety considerations uh, and what the lawyer had instructed me to start doing with Canadians specifically is to just have a consultation, a short consultation with them and then I can make custom products as a practitioner uh, to offer them so they can purchase my my DMSO blends without hassle once they go through a consultation process and they get a, a number they can use to check out on my website with. So we've been sort of doing that, but that wasn't properly, you know, approved by Health Canada. I don't think they want me. That's this is the thing. I think they just want to make it difficult for me because they're really just bullies. That's what it comes down to. That's what affidavits are for. Yeah, it sounds sounds to me like you're yeah. just being you're being painted into a corner. Um, yeah. And what's your crime? Uh, you want to be healthy. There's your crime. Um, mm -hmm. But I've, I've got to ask, let's go down this road. I thought we'd do it an hour or two, but it's good that we're doing it here. What is DMSO and what is it for? Well, it's uh, dimethyl sulfoxide and it's an extract from trees. And it legitimately is what makes trees upright and strong. And it is a essentially a waste product from the pulp and paper industry. And as you know, with all industry, they don't like to waste any of their outputs. They like to sell it off and try to make money on their so-called wastes. This waste happens to be extremely valuable, um, but also fairly affordable for other companies to buy and purify. Uh, and they basically purify it with uh, using activated charcoal to grab out any of what's called white liquor, which is what they use to soften the trees to make it down into pulp. And it is a, an odorless, colorless uh, liquid that has um, quite a uh, high freezing temperature. Um, well, sorry, I mean... What I mean is it freezes more readily, so it's it's easy for it to freeze in like a regular day. So right now it's winter here. If I put a bottle of DMSO on my floor, it'll freeze, um, but it doesn't damage it. It has very fascinating properties, and one of the things it does because of this uh, interesting freezing property is it, you can mix it with, say, um, tissue. And you can freeze the tissue, but the materials will not become uh, damaged by the freezing because the DMSO will surround it with its crystal structure and leave the tissue intact. So it is used in organ transplantation um, uh, for cryopreserving or, or freezing to, to freeze uh, safely. So it prevents the cells from exploding. Basically, when you yes. freeze a thing, the cells explode, I think, right? Yes, exactly. Because what happens is the water inside the cells will turn into crystals and the crystals will rip open the cells. So if you have, a, <clears throat> if you have an agent that will not permit that to crack open, then you will have the integrity of the cell. Why would someone want to ingest it or use it? Um, what kinds of things would they be looking to, I choose my words here, remedy? 
Well, it has a wide variety of uses, and that's why I wrote the book on it because, well, I was I was asked to write the book, but I was already compiling so much information because it's one of the, t- it's heavily studied, um, and it has mul- multiple uses, one being in pain, pain reduction. Um, it's a transdermal substance, which means it readily crosses your skin and deep into the body. And it will go, like if you ingest it, it will be within 15, 20 minutes. It will be in every organ system of your body. It's well-traveled. It uses water actually to travel through your body. And it strengthens all of your cellular tissues. It also increases blood flow. So say you have someone who's having a stroke or a heart attack, they can use it to actually prevent a full-blown uh, heart attack or stroke. And it accelerates stroke prevention as well. Uh, and uh, if you have a stroke, it'll help the healing move along faster. So too. I'm I, I'm catching, I'm trying to keep up on Rose's notes, but it looks mm-hmm. to me like she's given a web address for that book. Is this, is this the book web address, healingwithdmso.com? Correct. That's uh, my website specifically for the book, although you can also obtain the book on my yumnaturals.store website too. Are those the only two places Mm -hmm. that people can obtain the book about DMSO? Um, It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on all the big bookstores. Uh, It's in multiple languages as well. It's been translated into German and Spanish and French and all kinds of languages. Uh, You just have to check your local bookstore or bookseller for uh, it if you need it into translation. And there's also an e-book and Kindle variety available on, I believe, Amazon and, and on Kindle. Um, I do have a publisher that's done all that. Um, I was offered the 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 job, really, and it was it was really wonderful because what had happened is I found out about DMSO. I, re- I remembered it. I only had a little blip in Napa College, and it was in our sports medicine class. And then I found it, and I started using it, and realized how powerful it was. I always started to dive into the research, and I was so. When I go down into research land, I, I submerge myself, and and I just read all the first original 50 studies and I came out from reading, I, I couldn't wait to tell people. I, I, I was just bursting when I did a video called uh, All About DMSO and it just went viral. It was my only one that YouTube ever let go viral. They Every time any of my videos went viral, they um, either shut it down or back down the count on on the video to make sure it never got like wide reach, um, which was very frustrating, of course, because I was really excited. I saw these other channels with all these numbers, and and they never ever would let me grow. They they flagged me very early on um, before they shut down my entire channel. Of course, I do have a couple now that I'm I'm just have as tokens, but um, I'll probably do little innocuous things there and and then lead people to my yummy dot doctor video site or library or those places where they haven't taken them down yet. But ultimately, it's one of those things where, again, we have a natural remedy that's cheap and easy to procure and is suppressed by the medical cartel. And you don't have the knowledge because they don't want you to know, right? Even doctors don't know about it. Um, And the FDA has approved DMSO for certain um, instances like interstitial cystitis, for example. Um, You can, they use it in all kinds of medical devices and uh, they use it in all their laboratory research as well, because like I said, it preserves the cells. So they know about it, but they are, you know, tunnel visioned into what they're only allowed by their boards. Now, if you had an MD starting to use DMSO all over the place, you you better believe they're going to be pulled in front of the board and given a warning 
morning to stop it. And so when I found it, it felt like a landmine, you know, I was like, what? It, it does, it stops stroke and heart attack. It helps with pain. It's, it's, it's completely safe as long as your skin is clean because it'll take all these substances into the body. So you can mix it with like vitamins and it'll literally feed you through your skin. There was a case of a child who had a, an intestinal torsion, which by the way, antibiotics can cause intestinal torsion and uh, telescoping in children. And uh, they ended up having to remove a good proportion of his intestinal tract and his stomach, unfortunately, because it all had necrosed or, or turned rotten, basically. And he was in hospital, and they were worried if he if he was even going to survive. And um, they they couldn't feed him because even through the stomach tube, there was no stomach, so he wasn't absorbing anything. And what they decided to do, a nurse had remembered about DMSO qualities that it can carry um, vitamins and minerals through the skin. So they made a concoction with all the all such vitamins and minerals and, and slathered it on the boy, and he started to gain weight and get stronger and and look better and come around. Um, but unfortunately, they also don't know how to treat infections and things, so he died from from infections, from surgery. But if they had known how to do that as well, say with using colloidal silver or MMS, for example, he would have lived and he would have been able to eat through his skin, which is, I mean, my mind really blew when I I, I couldn't believe that this was so heavily suppressed. And I, I read every book, literally every book. It's huge in Germany, by the way. So there's a lot of books in Germany. Um, my my book is translated into German, which I was I felt really honored about because my last name is also German, and it just was really, I felt proud that somehow I did something that ended up in that grouping of wonderful DMSO books written in German because I had to buy all the translations, and everything I read was. There's no side effects other than the burning and the tingling that can happen if you use too strong of a concentration. Even so, the skin will come back fine, even better than it was before. Like it heals skin. My most popular is facelift in a jar. That, when I invented that cream um, and started using it, I had little scars and things on my face and they all started healing. It tonifies up the skin, so it makes you look younger. And I already look kind of young for my age, and so it just made me look even more young. People are like, "What are you doing to your face?" And I was like, "Well, I invented this this cream, and it, it's really anti aging." And um, pass that over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can so, imagine. <laughs> let's let's make sure we get this straight. So I'm yeah. guessing the title of your book is the same as the web address: Correct. Healing with DMSO. So yeah. again, the web address or Amanda's site, yumnaturals.store, not .com, .store, and for the book, healingwithdmso.com. And you're going to get an order from me. I'm going to check out a number of the things that you're providing, and I'm very interested in a different version of cell salts, because mostly what we see when we look down here, um, ironically, some of it comes from Canada too, is Highlands. And I don't have a beef Mm -hmm. with Highlands, um, but I know from everything that I've done, that everything has a vibratory rate, right? So mm-hmm. how it gets created matters, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where do you guys want to go here? Um, there's a number of places we could go. We're kind of in the middle of the first hour. I was going to push the viral-related things into hour two, um, not mm-hmm. so much for my protection, more for yours. Um, so this hour will go out everywhere freely to everybody will not post on social media. I don't do that anymore. So mm-hmm. I'll put a bumper up. Would you prefer to push viral conversation behind the membership wall or would you prefer to get into it now? Yeah, I think it's better behind the protection okay. to be honest because it's getting crazier. People are getting nuts. And also I think it'll be 
be better for your members anyway that way. And I can really get into it and focus okay. on it. it. It's getting hot in here and everybody freaking knows it. So let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the Flexner report. Um, this came up, I don't know, I think the first time it came up was a couple episodes ago uh, with another conscientious objector from the medical industry. Um, can you just give us an outline? What is the Flexner report? By the way, there is a man called Flexner. By the way, I've gotten a number of emails that live in the neighborhood where this guy was. There's roads, <laughs> there's roads named Flexner. I kid you not. Um, but what is the Flexner report? Why does it matter? Well, there's always a landmark situation in any major drama. And <laughs> this is a major drama. It's important to understand the history, and a lot of people don't. And the main problem is because the history gets rewritten. And if you don't know how to to do proper research, you're never going to find the truth. You're only going to find the cooked up stuff, the stuff they teach in schools, the stuff that's in your, your you know, bought history books or textbooks, right? You're not going to get the real story. Um, but if you dig, it's it's there. It's all, you're all, it's, it's findable, right? So the robber barons is what we're talking about. And it's a bunch of very rich people with no oversight. So, so no, other um, party was bigger than these people. And it's really the demise of, of a lot of our goodness because of individuals that got too powerful too quickly with too much money. And it was big oil, you know, uh, Ford and, and all the motorized, you know, using gasoline and oil was big part of it. Um, it was all of the, the, the railways and, you know, these individuals who had and the banksters, they all had like tons and tons of money. So you had the Carnegie, uh, Rockefeller, uh, Morgan, Chase, all of these big names, and they were all buddies and they all had a big plan. And basically the plan is when you realize that you can use all those industries in to Together to um, make drugs from petroleum products and deliver them on your gasoline engines and then go around and tell people that germs cause disease and that they have the cure, then you can make a lot of money, a lot of money. And of course, the thinking is squash your competition. So all the natural healers have to go, all the homeopathic hospitals have to go. Um, and it it's what People who have too much power and are have no care for humanity or life, it's like they they're heartless, soulless beings, you know, and they just want to take over and they get power hungry. It's a disease, really. So Abraham Flexer, he he actually wasn't a doctor; he was a school teacher um, and and a theorist of education, and he was from Kentucky, from Louisville. So what he did is he published uh, the medical education in the United States and Canada in 1910. That's called the Flexner Report. That's the title of it. And what it did was say, hey, we've got these like more German Nazi style educational methods. And we think that we should use that to teach medicine. So we have John Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie and involved here. And they were like, ooh, this could be used as, you know, a progression of peddling pharmaceuticals. And that's all byproducts of oil refinement, right? All these drugs are made from that or metals. And you had no government agencies in place. No one's monitoring these people. They could do whatever they wanted. Um, they could, they're obviously profiteers and they started to make them, basically it's the monet, the beginning of the monetization of medicine. So there's not free medicine. There's no protection over that. Now it's a moneymaker. And basically medicine has been 
honed now by the schools that the Flexner report put into place. And they went around to all the different schools and and studied them and watched them and and then said, well, you know, the way that you're teaching isn't right. This is the way you should teach. And it was it's basically the way it's being taught to this day. Um, and it, it fluffs up their egos. It makes doc, you know, doctors are more important than other people or smarter than other people. Um, they look for certain personalities to allow into um, medical school or or favors to families and all of these sorts of things. So it was, it was really um, a turning point in in con- the construction of a whole industry based on you know Flexner going around to all the schools in the country and in Canada and um, getting information and feedback as to what they were teaching and then implementing this system by which now you need licensure to become part of this uh, cult. And then honing it, of course, to their aims, which is to have the doctors push their products. So that's why it's a big deal. Well, there's, you know, the 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 effects of what you're describing ripple out in basically millions of directions to the point where the entirety of what we call medicine has lost sight of the basic fact that the human body derives nutrition from food. That's mm-hmm. that. Um, somehow we were... <laughs> coerced into forgetting that that's true. And as an example, do you know Clive DeCarl? Yep, I do. Okay. So I, he, he was on the air with me once. I, the, the VA, the Veterans Administration here told me they got to cut my hand because I had what they call trigger finger. <laughs> um, and so I say, yep, we got to take a scalpel to you. And um, I've had the scalpel taken to me more mm-hmm. than once in the last five years. And I'm not thrilled with it. I view going to the hospital as a risk huge risk. And I don't do it unless I have to. So Clive gives me magnesium on the air. In the course of that discussion, my hand is noticeably better. Right now, I have no trigger figure and I've had no surgery. So Clive gave me the cure. But here's the other side of the coin. How many people in the country right now have an elderly human being in their family that doesn't recognize their children anymore, don't know where they are, have lost mental function? I was dealing with that didn't recognize their own daughter. That's all changed now. I don't have that problem. You know how I did it? For less than $100, I got pure organic coconut butter from David Avocado Wolf, which is one of the people I sponsor. And I got fulvic minerals and iodine from Clive DeCaro. Hmm. Those things put together have completely reversed. I mean, completely reversed a thing that we're told can't be dealt with. And this is really the underlying reason for everything we're talking about, isn't it? Because yeah. for less than $100, look what can be done. And yet, if the pharmaceutical industry gets its meat hooks on you, uh, you're going to spend Lord knows how much money every year, and it's never going to end. And by the way, half the time, the side effects are much more horrendous than the thing you're, you're trying to treat. But would you lay this at the doorstep of the Flexner Report? Uh, are forgetting that nutrition comes from food? Is that where it begins for us? Yeah, it it definitely start started there and with um the destruction of the homeopathic hospitals especially in the UK and just the generalized witch hunting of the the licensing bodies that came up um as they're doing like I am experiencing it to this to right now. Um so they don't stop. They just hunt. They hunt the ones that are real and good and that do the the right thing and and focus on it and if they can't 
um, warp it, like even the nutritionists don't know what they're doing, right? They're completely in, ineffective. A lot of ch- chiropractors are also in, ineffective. They've just tried to make the industry fail everywhere they can because it's it, they're uh, greedy. They, they want the whole pie. They don't want to share. They're, they they never were taught how to play with other kids in the sandbox, you know, as children. Well, they, they don't want kids, do they? They want lowered animals in a corral um, mm-hmm. doing what they're doing. I mean, that kind of leads me into where I was going to go here. Um, I think it was sometime in the late 90s that I noticed everyone around me was on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, really? We're, you know, we're in our 30s here. We're, we're in our 40s here. What What's going on? I remember actually trying one once and it was the darkest just wrong feeling let's talk about the antidepressants for a moment so many people on differing versions of these do they injure people is it possible to get people off these is it possible to detox from antidepressants um i can show you threads in the forum right now where people uh, were just begging for help to get off i don't know things that i guess i would classify as an antidepressant oh you know what if you start to think about all of these drugs and um, as just marketing, so somebody's thinking up an idea that they can market a disease. So if they can sell you the label of the disease, so, hey, you're depressed, we have something for you, or, hey, you've got dementia, we have something for you, or whatever it it is, then they've got you know, their answer. That's why they're so horny for getting you labeled. I've seen people go through all these specialists and all of these different doctors to just to get their diagnosis. Everything's about the diagnosis. Why? Because if they don't have a diagnosis, they don't know how to look up in their little book what the drugs are for that diagnosis because they're just robots. They don't actually go, hey, let me talk to this person and listen to them for a while and what what are they going through and how are all the organs connected and gosh, they're not eating very well. I wonder if they're malnourished, you know, and they're not drinking any water and they haven't slept in years and they can't poop and they hate their lives. Well, uh, you know, their gut is related to the mind. So let's see if we can fix the gut with nutrition and get their nutritional status up and then we'll see what clears up and we'll go from there, right? Or, hey, are you exercising? No. Okay, well, maybe you should try to do that. Are you smoking? Are you drinking lots of alcohol? Are you doing all these behaviors that are self-harming? Well, maybe we should help you with that. But they don't. They never do. They always say, well, let's get a label on you so we can get you a drug. And then they're done with you. First of all, the whole idea of depression is based on the idea that you have um, uh, serotonin blues, right? That you don't have enough uh, of a neurotransmitter. But that's been disproven. Of course, it's not anything that anyone will come out and talk about without major suppression, but it's just not how the body actually works. If you understand that, first of all, your gut makes serotonin, your gut makes neurotransmitters. Um, you can't really toy with neurotransmitters directly without having some sort of effect that is going to be major on all kinds of different organ systems because serotonin doesn't just affect the brain. It affects your gut. Like I said, it affects other parts of your body, affects your nervous system as a whole, right? So if you go and you take a drug that affects your serotonin system, you're not just going to affect your brain. You're going to affect all kinds of bodily systems. And your 
your body will downregulate its own production and become completely dependent on the drug. And not only that, there's all kinds of fluoride and other garbage in these drugs that dull you, that make you feel like nothing, that make you feel actually suicidal. So here you are, you have a, a depressed person that might even have suicidal ideation, and you're going to give them a drug that increases the risk of suicide? I mean, it's absurd. It's, it's lunacy. And yet that's standard of care, right? And not only that, they don't give the individual proper information. You're supposed to sit down with the patient and say, look, there's some serious side effects to you taking this. It's not an easy drug to get off of. It could take you five years to get off this drug. Um, you know, you got to really want it. And first of all, you can, you can lose your sex life. You might have major constipation issues. It might make your depression worse. You might actually get uh, things like uh, OCD or anxiety problems from taking this drug. I don't know if it's worth it for you. How about we try magnesium for a while, you know, and see how that, like they don't, do that. They just put it to you and they don't give you the information until after you're the victim and you're going, oh my God, why didn't I know? How did I not know that this was going to ruin my life, that I was going to be struggling with getting off this drug for a better part of a decade? Well, that's because they have another pill for that. Well, exactly. So if you keep them sick, and, that, and that's why people are on a constellation of drugs. I mean, I remember giving a lecture to a group of uh, elders over the age of 60, and I, I said, uh, I'd like to know how many people here are on more than seven pharmaceutical medications. And about 70% of them put their hands up. Yikes. Okay. So I, I, I was... And the few that didn't, we I queried them, and they didn't have hardly as uh, as many health issues or, or problems, and they were the sharpest of the lot, of course. And this is drug them to death, and when they're in their old age and they're the useless eaters, then make sure they die uh, taking the history with them so we can rewrite the history, and also let's suck as much out of them as we possibly can. And that's how this societal cult treats our sacred elders that carry the knowledge of all of these years inside of them. And and we've been bred to um, bow down to youthfulness and and uh, all of these fake ideas and and then denounce our elders into these disgusting, you know, long-term facility, health, so-called health facilities or care facilities, which is also a misnomer, um, and poison them with all of these, these things. And it's, it breaks my heart. It really does. I have firsthand experience. I'm responsible for the life of someone who's basically 90. Know how many pharmaceuticals are on? None. Amen. Um, they were on pharmaceuticals. And when I went to go ask what they were about, they couldn't even tell me. And one of them happened to be a blood thinner. So there was an accident. And of course, stopping the bleeding immediately became a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, when I said, when I you know, said, okay, I'll call, I'll do what I'm supposed to do according to them and say, Hey, I'm, I'm discontinuing this. They couldn't even tell me why it was prescribed in the first place. Um, and so that's the thing. The other thing I will say is from personal experience, way, way back when I got out of the Marine Corps, I had had a back injury and this was before the onslaught of pain pills went rampant. And so they had started to prescribe me pain pills and then one day I went in and they said, you got high blood pressure. And I, and I wasn't that old. You know, I was in my 30s or mm-hmm. maybe right around 30. Um, and so they prescribed me um, something for my blood pressure. Well, all these years later, I realized that, first of all, the pain pills made everything worse. They also caused my high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I am on zero pharmaceuticals now, and I can at will lower my blood pressure. If you put me on a monitor, <clears throat> I can make my blood pressure drop. 
<clears throat> which goes to show you another thing that they're not mm. really telling you. How many people even understand that's possible? My point being is, as far as I can tell, I think I'm, who was it, Jason Clive? Or was it Andy who said no one's ever been cured of any from anything from pharmaceutical? Um, mm -hmm. And I think the exception laid down was it's possible to lose infections. Probably both of them, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so the idea is you could kill an infection, but that's not all you're killing when you start taking the... Uh, well, it's suppression, right? You're suppressing. So right. it's it, it's the model, and I did a video called um, Suppression versus Expression, and to try to help people understand the different thinking between the views from, you know, your medical cartel views versus a holistic thinking, right? And you don't suppress symptoms. You actually, in the holistic model, you um, appreciate and listen to the body. So if the body's having a symptom, you understand that the body is trying to make a correction. It's not a mistake. It's not bad. You don't have to just wipe it out. It's like your car engine light coming on. Something is telling you something's wrong. So you want to listen to what that is, and then you want to find out if there's any other subtle symptoms you have missed because a good doctor, a good practitioner, and how we're actually trained in naturopathic college is to look, listen, and do tests like uh, having them walk across the room and see how their, their uh, walk, how their gait is, for example. And that'll tell you if their hips are out of alignment or their neck's off or something like that, right? So you learn to observe. And so I can see, look at someone. And I can tell them before they even open their mouths, I can tell whether they're deficient in something. There's even a cell salt recognition chart where it's a facial analysis where you can see someone's face where they droop, where they have different circles or different marks on their skin. And that can tell you which cell salt they're deficient in. Wow, wow, wow. Hold on. Let's stop there for a second. <laughs> All right. You got me. I'll bite <sighs> Um, do you know if that's available or what the name of it is? Because I'm all about checking that out. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I've got it on my shelf. I think it's called cell salt. I'll look it up quick. Um, cell salt facial diagnosis or something like that. It's, it's a wonderful study because I'll find it for you. I'll get you the correct name and the, uh, and the author in a little bit. Uh, facial diagnosis of cell salt deficiencies. That's the one by David R. Card. That's okay, like so so you have a login for Crow Triple Seven Radio. Um, yeah. Let's let's make a note. It, are, are you okay. going to take Are you going to take email contacts? And by the way, yeah. if you do it in hour one, uh, you'll be barraged to the point where it could be like thousands. Oh. Um, so if you do it in hour two, um, that's a bit of a gate, but you can still get quite a number. But when you log in under this episode and comments, let's get some of these links down. Um, and if you want me to do it, you have to send me an email with Jason or Rose on it. So I have a witness saying, post these links. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, cause people have lost their, you know what, when, well, yeah. what I, I mean, I have an assistant who fields all the emails for me. So probably we'll just wait till hour two, um, to not overwhelm him so much. And then he filters and he'll help people out and stuff. And then I'll get a percentage of that to answer directly. So, all right. So we just need to get your website, your contact by email. If you're going to give that out and it could be <laughs> quite barraged, uh, we need to get your book out and the cell salts link out. So let's just keep mental notes as we go along here. Well, that book really, I actually learned about facial diagnosis uh, decades and decades ago. I went to a wonderful holistic-based festival and there was a woman there who did face readings. 
and I was intrigued. And she told me some fascinating things about my future and about things that I, my behaviors and how I respond to things all by looking at shapes, say, like whether I have almond shaped eyes or different round shaped eye or the angle of my jaw or the way that my, the way that the lip curls up or down and the angle of the nose or, you know, all of these details. It's, it, there is so much to notice about the human form and if and and smell so i will i will smell immediately if someone has either a cavity uh in their mouth or an infection in their mouth and you've probably smelled people who have really this weird specific breath or they have um, a gut problem and they'll have another specific smell coming off of them and i'll know immediately that they have we have to fix the gut just by a smell that's it and 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 then you have these these MDs that they do all these tests and all of all this blood work and take all these these pieces of tissue out of people and they come with all this this garbage nonsense to try to, to figure out what's wrong with someone. It, to me, it looks like what an insane person would do, you know, from my perspective. <laughs> right? Like, why don't you just listen to them and look at them and and find out their symptoms, but that they'll tell you? Then you'll know. You'll know immediately if the liver's backed up because guess what? They're constipated. You, you'll you know. Then you can you can address the liver and or you know you'll know that they have um, menopausal symptoms because of of how they're expressing to you during you know a basic age range and it just is all silly to me. So I don't even use those diagnostic tests, even though I'm well-trained in them. I, I will only, people will give them to me. I look at them because I'm interested to see if there's correlation. But most of the time people say, oh, my blood work was fine, but I'm feeling this way and that way and this way and that way. And well, yeah, well, it's because, you know, these organs need to detox and you're nutritionally deficient. So let's fix those things and then they're fine. So it's, not even that difficult. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's very elegant and easy. Once you understand that every symptom you're experiencing in your body is one problem. It's not, oh, I have an ear problem because my ear hurts and I have a knee problem because my knee hurts and I have a low back pain because I must have done something in my low back. No, if you have all those three things, those are your kidneys acting up. So your kidneys will have knee, you'll have knee pain or you'll have ringing in the ears or you'll have low back pain and that's your kidneys. And it's traditional Chinese medicine that really taught me the most about all those interconnections, which is one of my favorite um, modalities of all, to be honest. It's compartmentalized insanity. Yes, it is. That's how they keep control of it all. But I have a question for you since we're at the top of the hour here. Why are doctors always drawing blood? It seems like every time you go there, <laughs> they're like, well, we got to get your blood drawn and... Uh, well, they get paid for every test they do. So why wouldn't they? Everything that they do, they especially in Canada. So Canada is socialized medical care, which means long waiting lists. You you, you get passed around. You, you can wait four or five months to see a specialist in socialized um, medicine. And it's subpar. And you don't get to choose your doctor. You get whatever's handed to you, uh, whatever garbage is handed to you. And they get to bill for everything they do. That's how they make their money. So they're going to make sure they get as much money out of you as possible. And this is the problem with profit-driven medicine. It's not about you. They don't care about you or your health. They care about the, the bottom line and how much money they can ooze out of you in the shortest amount of time. And you're in and out of that office in 15 minutes and you, you actually feel abused when you when you leave. You, you don't even know what's happened. You've in this disgusting smelling hyper germ sprayed place that's looking like some sort of strange grade down prison and you're waiting an hour or two hours to be seen for a few minutes and you get no answers and uh, you probably are poisoned when you leave there. So 
it's it's time to fire your doctor and learn. This is uh, this is an opportunity now to learn because especially now you're you're not even going to be seen. I saw a video of a man crawling out of the hospital being turned away in such chronic pain he literally couldn't walk. So he was crawling out of the door, right? This is the type of people that you're going to for for health care. They don't care. They don't care you're crawling out in pain. If you don't do their tests and run through their little game right now, you're nothing to them because they actually make money if you get a test as well, right? So they they have all the money incentive to do it. And that's really why you need to learn how. Learn from the people we've already mentioned in, the, in this podcast. Go and find the people you want to listen to. I'm going to be doing courses. I teach through my videos. All my videos are about here's how you deal with blood pressure naturally. Here's how you deal with cancer naturally. Here's how you avoid getting into these problems in the first place. You know, here's how to eat right. Here's how to do coffee enemas. Here's how to do all of these different therapies naturally at home on your own and you can. And that's the power. We need to take the power back because if there's anything at this time, it's about that. It's all about can I grow up and take my power back and take my life into my own hands and have a boundary and say no more. I'm not I'm not letting people trample over me and my rights and my freedoms anymore. And that means I'm not going to give away my power to a white coat as well. And I'm not going to just blindly trust them and think that somehow they're gods in this weird medical religious cult of scientism. And I'm going to actually own my own behaviors. And if I'm poisoning myself all day long, yeah, well, guess what? The repercussions are you're going to get sick and probably die. So maybe you need to change your behavior instead of trying to suppress the symptoms that you're creating by that very behavior, you know? All right. So there's hour one of episode 294 with Jason Lingrenen and Amanda Vollmer. Um, we're going to post links in the membership area under the episode. If I drop anything, just put a comment in to remind us. Amanda will be logged in there. She has an account. Anyhow, uh, when we get back, we're going to start talking about germ theory. We're going to start talking about viruses. We're going to start talking about Covidius minimus. Um, <laughs> so join us on the other side at crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. And I would like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. There it is, man. Cheers.
is the enemy of knowing. Come on.